1: Sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Hey, for the fam, not for the grand Stunning you destined for pain. Fame. I do not front, I do not scam. Put some respect on my name. name. Sick like a pain. Click bang, clickin' a bang. Y'all gonna remember the name. Y'all gonna
0: remember the name. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to another episode of Real Talk with Zuby. On today's podcast, we have got a special guest. He is a kickboxer, he is a philanthropist, and all around nice guy. Welcome, Andrew Tate.
1: I I really like that introduction. Thank you very much. I am definitely all three of those things. Fantastic, man. How are you doing? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I mean, I just finished the gym. I look, obviously, I look a mess, but I just, I just, uh, I'm not in fight shape or nothing, but I just go down there to get punched in the face and get reminded of how fast I used to be. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I, I, considering I haven't trained competitively for three years, I still got it.
0: Oh it's, yeah man tricky,
1: yeah. man I'm still tricky I'm not easy to beat up or nothing I'm still dropping people I just get tired
0: <laughs> no doubt man so when was the when was the last fight that you had when was, when were you last in fight shape
1: yeah so I had a long successful career won lots and lots and lots of fights I retired at 28 which is super young yeah but um I retired at 28 and then I had a comeback fight when I was 30 and I was beating the guy's ass and I got poked in the eye with the lace of his glove ow. And I, I had to, they waved the fight off because I couldn't see. So that went down as a knockout, which pissed me off because they didn't knock me out. I was standing, I was whooping him. So I haven't been able to sleep properly since that day. That was about two years ago.
0: So oh, wow.
1: It's on my Wikipedia TKO and all this. I know. Oh, <laughs> like, no. So, yeah, uh, you, you know what really happened. Yeah, well, you know, but then also it's the fight games. I mean, like, it's, it's how it is. So I'm thinking of making a comeback March 11th. I was offered a fight in Romania and I got really nervous. In fact, I wouldn't say nervous. I got... I, it's a scary thing to do fighting and hey, everyone who doesn't fight imagines it to be scary, but you don't know yeah. how actually scary it is when you're sitting backstage and it's your turn next.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: you're just sitting there waiting. It's like waiting to go to die, man. It's like waiting oh, to go wow. to your pit.
0: Okay. You know? Well, tell us a little bit how you, how you got into it, man. Let's, let's take it back. How did you get into fighting?
1: That's a, that's a good question. So I, I was always a chess player when I was young. I played chess a lot. So I was kind of used to chess. And then uh, that was in America. And when I left America and moved to England, I lost my coach because my dad was my chess coach. He stayed in America. So I kind of, I kind of had this gap in my life anyway. I wanted to fill it with something, but I didn't know what really interested me. Sure. I couldn't couldn't work out what interested me. And then.
0: Sorry. So your father was a chess champion. That's correct. Right. I I think I saw that online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was a a master. Fantastic. Uh, Yeah. He was amazingly good. And I don't think I ever would have been a master, to be honest with you. I don't have, I'm a smart dude. People read my Twitter and like, oh, you're a smart dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm a smart dude, but I'm not chess level. Like these dudes are like different levels smart. Like it's crazy. Like they're, I think a lot of them are like semi-autistic, and the way they can look at a board and how can you even calculate that far in advance? It's it's insane. You know? Yeah,
0: it's it's a different kind of genius, isn't it? Like you get people who are, I mean, you get people who are geniuses in different things, right? So Uh, some people are just playing piano or playing guitar or playing chess or whatever, and they're just you can practice. You Can practice, but some people it's just I. right. I'm just not gonna absolutely,
1: <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're gonna there. They're yeah, just born, you're, you're they're just born you. with something, and that's just how it is. And I, I don't, I, I was good at chess, I still play chess, but I don't think I was ever good enough for that. And then, um, so I always had this gap, and I wanted to find something to fill it with. And by coincidence, I got in a fight at school. There was a foreign exchange student, some African kid from Sudan mm. or something, he was like six foot six, dude was okay. huge. Yeah, I was tired, ty- I was still young, so I was. A lot smaller, but we got in a big argument in the classroom. We ended up fighting after school. He didn't whoop me; it was kind of like yeah. a scuffle. Do you know what I mean? But I held my own. Okay. I thought hey, I'm going to have to fight this dude, so I decided <laughs> to Google up to learn how to fight and just carried carried on from there. Went to my gym and just that's how it started and just never. Did quit. you say? Did you say you Googled how to fight? I Go I Google <laughs> no rules fight. Okay, okay. And what came up was my was my kickboxing gym, which is owned by a Bosnian guy who fought in the Yugoslav War. Oh wow. A, you know, so he had, a, he had a very, very basic website. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I just turned up there. I was the youngest person there. It was all a whole bunch of big-ass Bosnian psychos. And I was just like, hi, I'm here to learn how to fight. And that's kind of how it went. And, uh, and how,
0: how old were you at that time?
1: About 17. And where was this? Where did you go to school? Where did you grow up? This is in Luton in England. So when I left Chicago, my mother's family was all from Luton. So we all moved back to Luton, which, for everyone watching, I want to make it very clear, is the worst town in England.
0: That's in actually where I
1: was born really
0: yeah no slight taken congratulations
1: Congratulations. (laughs) i've been there i was there for 10 years bro
0: okay i was was,
1: walking through the arndale i
0: was there for like six months maybe
1: yeah it's 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 all right but it's just it's i mean it's got its reputation for a reason it's a bit run down and when i I feel like when i walk through the middle of loot and it's just like zombie apocalypse just you just see like everyone's got some kind of ailment everyone's limping or sick or half dying or got cast on or a crackhead and I'm not trying to hate on the place. I lived there for 10 years, but it's just one of them kind of places. You're just like, what, what happened here? I wrong. Yeah. So,
0: so tell us a little bit more about, about your background. So you said you were in the U.S. before that. Where yeah. were you born? You born in the U.K., U.S., just tell us a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so my dad was in the Air Force and he was stationed in, in England. And uh, my dad being my dad, laid the Mac on some pretty white thing. And uh, <laughs> that happened to be my mom. So uh, he, he got her to move to America. I was born in the States, I was there until I was about 10. Okay. And then when they split up, my mom wanted to come back to England, so I came with her to England. I lived in England from the age of 10, 11, till about 25, so a long okay. time. And then from the age of 25, I've been pretty much nomadic. I mean, I've, I lived in Thailand, I lived in Slovakia, I live in Romania now. I've been jumping all over the place. Um, mm. I think pretty settled on Romania now. But uh, okay. for a long time I was just, you know, floating. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get too political on your podcast or nothing.
0: Oh, dude, it's fine, man. This, is, this podcast is called Real Talk. So I'm unhappy uh, with the
1: way the Western world is going. I don't think okay. the Western world is a, is, a, is a great place to live for certain types of individuals. I think there's much better places to be. If you want an okay. outspoken, outspoken, polarizing, traditionally masculine man, I think mm-hmm. the, the West is a bad place to be.
0: Sorry, when you say the West, do you mean the Anglosphere in particular?
1: I mean, Western Europe and even America to a degree, Yeah, I mean, you can't even have a polarizing point of view on your Twitter page. If you have a job, you're going to lose your job.
0: And I know exactly what you're talking about. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because, you know, I'm, I'm an independent musician myself, you know, so a notion like free speech is obviously important to me. You know, if, if musicians and comedians aren't defending free speech, then, uh, I don't know. I don't know who is because it's, it's it's absolutely key. And. I know exactly what you mean. There's this, there does seem to be this odd climate where saying anything that doesn't go along a particular narrative, certain people, I don't even think it's the majority, right? But certain people want to jump on it. Certain people want to form little mobs, whether it's on on Twitter or whatever, try to get people banned, try to get people fired, trying to get people deplatformed, demonetized. And you're, you're seeing this, it seems like it's getting bigger and bigger. And so I can certainly understand that perspective because i I feel it a a lot myself which is why in the last year i've become a lot more outspoken myself on certain things because i'm like wait there needs to be a some some people need to question certain things and push back on certain things because i don't know what the entire agenda is or what the purpose is but it does seem quite clear to me there's a little bit of a weird agenda going on
1: oh absolutely there's a huge it's undeniable there's a huge agenda going on Mm. and the fact that you know, like you said, it's small mobs of people which will make full grown men lose their jobs for having an opinion outside of anything other than just signing up to the, the feminist garbage, toxic masculinity. And it's just it's just insane on every level. And there's yeah. and a lot of the people who know it's insane don't speak out because their livelihoods will be at risk. Yeah. This this is how these narratives snowball. This is why these narratives even gain or hold any traction. Because instead of ninety-nine percent of people standing up and saying this is garbage. You have, you know, most people are just being quiet, hoping it's going to go away. And that 1% of the crazies, they never go away, you know, yeah. and they just get more and more momentum. I live in Romania now. And when I was big on my, my current Twitter take speeches, my fifth attempt at Twitter, I've been banned four times. Wow. <laughs> four times. And my original Twitter, Cobra Tate, I was verified. I had 60K
0: yeah.
1: followers. And when I was saying that, when I was giving my point of view on there, people were emailing my boss in Romania trying to get me fired he was getting 10 or 15 emails a day, but Romania is different. I mean, I was going into the office. I was, I commentate for one of the biggest MMA organizations there. And yeah. like, when I go into the office, he'd just pick up the emails he'd print it out and just laugh and say, <laughs> I was like, I know they're just, it's a it's a crazy world of it in the West. Yeah. Mainly they just laughed it off and just thought it was funny, but that's, 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 that's how you lose your job anywhere else. And I just think it's insane.
0: Yeah. it It is crazy, man. It is crazy. And I think what happens is uh, it's that old thing. Like, uh, What's that? What's that saying? Like, I disagree yeah. with everything. Yeah. I disagree with everything you say, but I'll, I'll fight for your I'll fight right. for the death for your right to say it. You know, that, that's that's very much how I am. You know, there's tons of people I disagree with. Right. But I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shut them down or get them get them harmed in any way or cut out their livelihood. It's just like, OK, we disagree on this thing, but we can't just have a place where all right, this is the one correct perspective and anything else makes you the worst. Thing and we need to. Yeah. And, is and what's
1: worse is this. What's worse is it's not like it's even a fair playing field. Because mm. if they were to say, "Okay, racism's bad," I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah. racism's bad unless you're racist against whites, then it's okay." Yeah. Like so, it's like so they've just warped the playing field. Like you can't say hateful things uh-huh. unless it's from the Quran, and then you want to say kill everyone. I mean, I'm just just giving examples. I'm not. Yeah. A no, no,
0: no, no. I know, I know what you're saying. It's just like yeah, it's not I even mean, like fair. No, because what they've done is, I, I've, I've caught this sleight of hand. So what they've done is they've changed the definitions, right? So you'll have certain people saying, okay, it's impossible to be racist against white people, and it's impossible to be sexist against men, yeah. because we've changed the definition, and we're now going to say that you need some form of institutional power, which I don't even know how is defined, and you need the power plus the privilege for it to even be possible. And I'm like, wait, hang on, let's let's look in a dictionary. Yeah. okay right if, if a group of people of any race goes out and beats up a person of another race based on their i'm like i'm pretty sure that falls in the definition of racism that i grew up with so it's like people are trying to change the definitions to suit their agenda so it's like okay well we can do this thing we can say this hateful stuff but if you say it's okay this way but it's not okay that way and i'm just like i don't I don't like double standards in these things. I'm kind of like, okay, look, either it's either it's bad yeah. and like no no one can do it. I don't care. I don't care about the direction. I don't care who it's aimed at or who's perpetrating it. Like if this is bad, it's wrong. But yeah, it, it, I know I know exactly what you mean in that perspective. It hasn't quite led me to leave the country, but I can certainly I can certainly see what's going on. I mean, I'm I'm independent myself, so I'm kind of insulated from the craziness, which I think helps me sort of see it as an outsider. It yeah. looks really clear to me. Whereas sometimes I'll have these conversations with other people and they're like, oh, you're you're overblowing it or it's not that bad, or it's and I'm kind of like, I don't think you're quite seeing what's going on. Like it's a it's a creeping it's a creeping thing. So it's like, okay, it might not affect you now, but in five years, your very normal opinion, (laughs) right? Someone is gonna want to classify that. As, I, as as yeah, yes, someone's gonna to want to classify that yeah. as as hate speech or or offensive like they're all they're of course they're gonna start with the people who are on the fringes, right? They're gonna start with the people who are more outlandish and yeah. who people might hesitate to defend. Yeah. But then they're gonna just close in, close in, close yeah. in, close in, and you're seeing it happening. You know, you can have people who are literally politically classical liberals or libertarians yeah. or standard conservatives or whatever. And you've got people trying to brand them as yeah. far right or Nazi or some kind of phobe or some kind of, and it, it is just like, wait, hang on. Like <laughs> what's, what's going on here, man? Like people need to, people need to push back against this because it's not healthy. It's not healthy. And it's a- weird.
1: Absolutely. And I guess I could have been more of a patriot and I could have gone down the Tommy Robinson route, but like, I know Tommy very well. And I, okay. I look, I, I look at man, he's, he's, he's fighting a losing war. They're throwing him in jail for no reason. They're deplatforming him everywhere. He can't even have a bank account. Like. And the people he's trying to save, I mean, he's trying to save the UK in many different ways, just, you know, just trying to enforce basic things like the Brexit we voted for, mm. you know, like the basic things. And, and they've screwed up his life on so many levels. And the people he's trying to save don't respect him, he walks down the street, half the people think he's a terrible, horrible man for saying that, you know, we should protect ourselves from extremists and make sure we actually do Brexit. So I was just like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not selfless enough to go down that war. I'm just going to sure. leave. I yeah. literally just bailed. I was like I'm going to go somewhere where there's common sense.
0: And I'm he's like, from he's from your hometown, right?
1: He's from Lewton, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, everyone. man. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> what point, mate? What point did you just think? You know what? This stuff is <laughs> this stuff is going too far.
1: Well, I got I got hit with a Me Too case, bro. Oh. So this this was no. In fact, it wasn't a Me Too case. I say
0: Ooh. Me Too. I saw. Is this the Big Brother thing?
1: Yeah. Th- no. 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 That's or, oh else. no. Oh, that's
0: something else. Okay. So I I did see. Yeah. I, I don't watch Big Brother myself, but I I saw something
1: yeah. on
0: that about yeah, I don't know if you want I don't know if you want to no, explain that. No, no. That's, to that's a video
1: of, of me and my ex-girlfriend. She came out afterwards and said it was all fake for TV. You can google it up and say if you type in Andrew Tate's girlfriend reacts or something, she came forward and said that that was fake. But before that, I had a girl lie and say I hit her when I didn't. And even though I had not, even though there was literally nine witnesses in the room when she said it took place, Mm. and even though all nine of those witnesses went to the police station and gave a statement in my defense, and even though I had text messages proved she was lying, it was still a two year bail process. Two years. They took my phones and laptops, they kept me on bail for two entire years with all that evidence I had against her word. And, And I was sitting there with police officers saying, how can you not detect this is clearly a fallacy? She texts me, I owed, her, I owed her money. It's a really long story, but she was working for me. I owed her a bit of money. She was acting like an idiot, I fired her. I wouldn't pay her 200 and something pounds, small money. Okay. She went to the police and lied. I was like, you have a text message here saying, if you don't pay me, I'm gonna ruin your life. This is two days before she came to see you. Like I have nine witnesses saying that she made it up who was there at the time. Like mm. how can you even, you're a detective. You can't detect the clear motive here is revenge. You haven't worked yeah. this out, and they're sitting there going, oh, well, we have to investigate, Mr. Tate. We, nah, nah, nah. Put me in a cell for 18 hours while they raided my apartment, took every phone, every laptop, went through my entire life, and then, when they went through my phone, found new crimes to charge me with. Oh, you were making a phone while driving. Brought me and in, interviewed for me about that. They found a whole bunch of new stuff in my phone and tried to charge me, I ended up with nine court cases, all based oh, on grief. a lie, based on a lie. And when I finally beat all of these court cases, I was 60 grand down in legal fees. So I already lost 60K, even though I'm completely innocent. And mm. I sat there and thought, at any point in, my, in the upcoming future, even without evidence, a female can go to the police and lie about me. And if mm. I, I may be unfortunate. Maybe it's just me and her in a room. Then I'm totally screwed. Because mm. look at all the evidence I had, and it still took that long to beat it. Imagine it was just my word against hers. I'd be in jail. I'm a big kickboxer with a big mouth. For, yeah. sure, for sure, he's guilty. That's what yeah. the police are thinking. This guy, he's guilty. So, literally, I thought, I can't live under this system. I, I can't exist under this system. I'm going to have to start shutting up. I'm going to have to be careful how I live, careful of what I say, never be alone with a chick ever. Like, I can't live this way. I'm out of here. I yeah. literally said, Tristan, I'm leaving. We packed. We just left. It's crazy. And, and I say this story to so many guys, and they're all like, Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Bro, if I, I've told the 20 dudes I've told, a guarantee is going to happen to at least two of them. It's getting mm. out of control now. You know, and it's like sh- you got you got to protect yourself in the West. You can't even breathe here anymore. You can't say nothing. You can't do nothing. When I come back, because I'm in England at the moment, I literally feel that way. Cameras everywhere. Careful what you tweet. Careful what you say. Careful who you're with. It's just like I, I just like I just like being in Romania where everything's common sense, man. It's just like if a police if a, g- a girl were to go to the police and say the world champion kickboxer hit me, they'd be like, where? Hmm. Oh, um, well, he didn't leave a mark. They'd be like, all right, okay, get out. Stop wasting our time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'd be the yeah. end of the case. Like, yeah. It's insane. It's just, I don't know. This whole place is insane. And it's going, down, it's going downhill because the whole agenda is to feminize men. That's the whole agenda. And the problem with that is you're left with no warriors. When you're left with no warriors, your whole civilization's overrun. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen in the long term. So.
0: Yeah. Well, it's weird. I mean, I, I often make the joke. It's, a, it's one of those, it's like a half joke because I don't want this. But sometimes I'm like, this place needs a war. I I hate war. I don't want any kind of war to to break out, certainly not anywhere near where I'm living or where my family is. But when you just see some of the stuff that people are complaining about or getting divided over, I'm just kind of, you know what, maybe you'd appreciate men, you know, around the time of, I don't know, First World War second world war some i think i think people appreciated men right i think it was (laughs) i think it was kind of hard to to be in a society and be like oh yeah men are this men it's like no like you're they're literally defending your life right now and i don't know if it's been so long like it's been that whole generation with peace fortunately but as a result of that peace it's almost like you've got this idea that okay like we don't we don't need masculinity now bad. You know, masculinity is now toxic. It's we correct. don't, man, man, men are bad, you know, all men are this. All, and it's kind of like, wait, hang on a second, right? Like just because a handful of guys, like zero point whatever, 0.05% of guys have done this bad thing or whatever, it's like people are trying to paint this general idea that that's what masculinity is. So masculinity is now a bad thing or we need to raise boys more like girls, or we need to do this. So yeah, And it's it's kind of like, I mean, you must have seen that. I don't know if you saw that Gillette ad that was blowing up very recently, uh, like yesterday or the day before. I was just interested in their reactions because it was kind of easy to predict who would be like, yeah, this is great.
1: Yeah. And who
0: would be like, no, this is terrible. And you kind of go on Twitter and you're like, okay, it's exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly what I predicted right here. Like I know from the people I follow, I'm like, okay, this group is going to hate this and is going to have this problem. And then this group is going to be like, oh, yes, this is wonderful. And anyone who has a problem with it is a bad person. And it's like, yeah, lo and behold, it was just as expected. So, yeah, I agree with you that there are some strange things going on in the culture. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if, you know, with social media and all that, if it's kind of like I'm seeing too much of it or I'm getting a skewed perspective because it's kind of like, especially on Twitter, you kind of get you get this one take. But then you can kind of go out in the real world amongst real people, and for the most part, everything seems normal. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you kind yeah, of go completely. outside, you're like, oh, okay, m- men are still being men, women yeah, are still women. Of course. Being women. Of course. If you were everything, to go
1: up to 100 men on the street and say, "Do you want your son to be manly?" They, Ninety-nine would say yes.
0: Yeah, and but, I think women and, would too.
1: Yeah, Twitter, Twitter messes with the with the your view. You think the world's completely lost it when really it's just a few psychos on Twitter. But the problem is this. Those people who do want their son to be manly, like we said earlier, can't can't stand up and have a voice because, mm. you know, in, in many circles with many opinions, you're you're instantly going to be tarnished as something terrible. And it's just it's insanity. I, I have genuinely, I'm a pessimist. I was with Candace Owens and Paul Joseph Watson a couple of days ago, and I was sitting there talking to them. Mm. And these guys are amazing at what they do. And they're they put in a lot more effort than me into their social medias and their YouTubes and stuff, and they're doing fantastic work, and I agree with every word they say. But the mm. difference between them and me is I believe the war is over. I'm a pessimist. Like, these people seem to think they can turn things around. And I'm saying I'm okay. all of the money, all of the social media, all of the education systems, all of the universities, colleges, they're all so far left-leaning. They're so far left-leaning. And mm. I'm thinking, like, in, in, in Western Europe, we don't have a single leader who's remotely even anything, not even center. They're Even the conservatives <laughs> are left. It's so insane, and okay, we, we got Trump in America. Trump's yeah. okay, I love Trump, yeah. but he's gonna do another four years, then he's out, and then some liberal psycho's gonna come in, and then, they're, you know, and then it's over. So it's just like, you, I don't think you can win this in the long term, not when the young, the new population are, are going through brainwashing in universities, when mm. everything on social media is only leaning in one direction. When Facebook and all these other things go, oh, we're going to decide which news is fake and which news is not fake. Basically, they're going to control everything everyone sees. It's just like, its I just don't see how we can win this war. I just think the culture has changed too much, too quickly. And I don't see it ever going back to any kind of common sense. I can't see it on any level. So I'm a pessimist. I think it's all over. That's why I, <laughs> I was like, I'm, That's out <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Bye.
0: <laughs> That's fair enough, man. I think I think my view is a little more in the optimistic category. Um, I think it might have to swing further in this direction before it swings back. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I'm one of those people. I'm generally I'm cool with like a happy center. Do <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't think uh, society goes leans too far politically either way. You tend to end up with you tend to end up with craziness, and I think hist- history has proven that. So, but yeah, it's like things get to a certain level where you're kind of like, wait, what's? I used to talk maybe 4 or 5 years ago some of the stuff i used to talk about you know in private with my friends and i'm like wait just give it some time like this is going to start happening or this is going to start happening and people are like oh, zibi you're being you're being like silly you're and I, and then lo and behold lots of the stuff i was saying actually started coming to light yeah 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 right where you've got um you know you where you where you've literally got you know biological men in sports Yep, saying they're women and then going and beating up or winning, winning championships. That's winning my race, future, man. That's,
1: win, what winning...
0: <laughs> That's why I'm doing it again. The, the the thing is, like there's and there's no according to certain people's own rules. There's no reason why you can't do that.
1: That's I the can. thing. It's like, yeah, that... <laughs> don't be a bigot. Yeah. I didn't know I was going on a big <laughs> in podcast. If I do this in advance, oh my god! Like, look at the yeah. size of his hand. I'm gonna get that little female face. I'm
0: Just like, listen. Yeah, I mean, in a weird way, I think it's kind of good because, <laughs> because I think it, I think it will, like, if it gets to a certain level, this will have to prove the point, yeah. right? Like, this will have to prove the point. If Usain Bolt has retired and then he comes back two years later. And he just starts crushing all the female records. And according, again, according to the, the rules you have laid out, yeah. you can't even complain about this. Yeah. I'm like if that happens on a scale, surely the average person will be like, you know what? Maybe maybe this has gone a little, a little too far. Well, so, this so I, maybe this, that's what it'll take. I don't
1: but know. But this is the thing: the average people already know it's gone too far. But somehow these people in charge are so connected to the to the agenda. It's 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 insane. I don't know how all these people who are connected to this insanity agenda always end up in positions of power. It can't be a coincidence, but anyone with a brain knows it's garbage. I, I comment on the differences between the sexes a lot because I'm openly sexist. I'm sexist. I don't oh. <laughs> I'm sexist, bro. Okay. Because because I'm because I'm, a, because I'm a, this this is the most honest. <laughs> this, I'm sexist. this is the most honest person I've arrest been. me. Ooh, <laughs> in, I know I'm in England right now. In Romania, oh everyone's sexist. But anyway, oh the point is I'm a realist. And yeah. if you're a realist and you, and you understand that you work purely in a realm of reality, then you're going to end up being a little bit sexist. Like men are, <laughs> we're bigger, we're stronger. You know, we can swim further. We can run faster. We're taller. The smartest people in the world are men. I'm not saying women are stupid. I'm saying we take the, the hundred smartest people in the world. They're all men. Just in general, we're physically superior. I like to use that word superior because it pisses off the feminists. It annoys them. I don't say physically bigger. I say superior. We're physically superior to females, which we are. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that like, I don't know if you ever knew about Venus and Serena Williams playing a male player. Did you know about that?
0: Yeah, when the guy who literally drank a couple of beers. Yeah, he drank some and beers. In like,
1: 201 in the world. He wasn't even like a top 100 player. And he smoked yeah. them.
0: yeah. And I mean, I mean, there's a reason you separate male and female sports. I mean, if you exactly. can't, if someone can't accept that basic premise, then, then they're mentally I, deranged. I, I'm not sure what world that they that they yeah. live in.
1: They're mentally deranged. And I, and I encourage any female who disagrees with me to fight me. If you're <laughs> <I> absolutely <laughs> encourage it. If you know so much and my physical male attributes are not a benefit to me, then let's throw down you and me right now. Let's let's work this out old fashioned way. And I guarantee <laughs> when you wake up, you're going to change your mind. It's insane. Another reason, another thing is that there's a whole bunch of stuff that men and women should be equal at, that men are just better at. Formula One drivers, like they need to be as small as possible. The lighter they are, the better. Women are lighter than men. There's not a single female up there. Why? What, what, I, I can understand the tennis because men are physically superior, but there's no, well, there's no physical attribute to driving. Or chess, where's all the female grandmasters? Where are you all? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm, the reason I'm sexist is not because I'm a horrible person. It's just because I just (laughs) I just go through life and I look at all the exceptional people doing the real exceptional things, and there's always a dude. It's just like, well, you know. I mean, I don't know. Most women I know can't even park. Show me a dude who can't park. Every dude can park. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Well, oh, I man. know this, I'm a sexist. This, Ooh, this,
0: okay. no, no, no. I just, you're I just. Think it's funny.
1: You know who loves me being a sexist the most? Women, Women. of course, of but course. When I sit there and say, "Listen, you're beautiful," <laughs> but you ain't driving me in no car. Why? Because you can't drive. Yeah, I can. Well, yeah, you can. You can move the car, but you can't drive. So just get out of the way. Let the man do it. <laughs> they love that. <laughs> oh boy. You know, so you know, I'm I'm openly sexist. People think if you're sexist, that you're not going to end up with girls. It's, oh I mean, gosh, it's probably the flipping opposite. Absolutely, I don't have that problem. I can assure you. you know, and I'm openly sexist at every single point in my life. I was, I, I, I <laughs> because I've never had a woman, I've never had a woman come along and prove me wrong. This is an open invitation to any chick out there who thinks she can do more push-ups. Let's go. Okay.
0: Well, th- well, this is this is a this is a podcast is an open forum by definition. So if anyone wants to. Uh, take andrew up on that yep. Uh, offer yep or, or offer some counterpoints even i'm i'm happy to talk to the complete opposite side i'm happy to talk to every end of the spectrum of this conversation so hit yep. me up we'll get you on the podcast as well
1: that's right do it yeah. get feminist on here i'd love to do a podcast with a I, I'm,
0: oh. I'm i'm happy to arrange it if they want to jump on this and i don't block people i don't do do I, I i accept different if someone wants to come on to here and tell me why Communism is the best system, and why we all should be radical feminists. Then come on, and we will we will discuss. I know it.
1: the thing is, I know I can deprogram a feminist. I know mm. the reason. The thing. The reason feminists are feminists is because if you look at their husbands, it's always some little weak ass, and they've never experienced a real man. So I know that what I have <laughs> in my pants can fix her. <laughs> she just needs to come hang with the jeans. <laughs> Don't worry about it, baby. Yeah, you're right. Men are trash. I get it. Come spend the night with Big Daddy Tate, and you're going to wake up different. Oh, it is. I've got the oh, cure right now. Oh, here.
0: man. This is funny. This is so funny. What I love about this podcast, I've only done a few episodes so far, but each of them has been so different, and I love it. <laughs> like...
1: I say that okay. too feminist. I was, in, I, was in, I was in Los Angeles, bro. I was in LA. Okay. And uh, I didn't like LA at all. I don't know if you've been. Super I haven't. Been no super I overrated man It's the wor- one of the worst cities i've been it's just full of crackheads it's really run down terrible place so i'm sitting there in my thousand dollar night hotel bored thought you know what i'm gonna go on tinder so i go on tinder i'm scrolling through i mean i live in romania romania mm-hmm. is the land of bad bad chicks you know so i'm scrolling through all these basic american chicks with their cr- american girls can't dress either they all got like cowboy boots on crap crap fashion and i've got strict stringent you know Standards. Right. So I'm scrolling through. Anyway, I see some girl, no Trump supporters. So I'm like, all right, let me talk to her. Like, <laughs> invitation. So, yeah. So I'm like, I, I go on there and start saying, look, we're going to build the wall. I start, <laughs> I start letting her know we're going to build the wall. You, you can hate all you want. But you're going to hate from inside a wall. So I start letting her know. Anyway, she ends up wanting to meet me. She goes, oh, well, let's meet and talk about it. So I went to this coffee place. I sat down for two hours, telling her how stupid she was and how wrong she was about her entire point of view. She was fully communist left. Fully psycho anti-Trump. Okay. And so blah, blah, blah. after about an hour and a half, she's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's talk about something else. I was like, no, I came here to tell you about Trump. I'll let you know we're building the wall. <laughs> I didn't come here to talk about it. nothing else. Anyway, she was, well, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, all right, then bye. And I got up and I left. That girl hit me up for about three weeks afterwards. Are you free today? Hey, how are you? All I did was tell her she was an idiot and Trump's going to build the wall. And I've never had a chick so thirsty, so desperate to get some of Big Daddy Tate.
0: It's probably she, refreshing, to be fair.
1: Well, you know, she wasn't hot enough, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I let her know about Trump, but I ain't going any further. Like you gotta be at least a nine. You know, you you were a six. Sixes get tap water. You're like I even bought like oh, you that Coke. But you know, I was being kind. But.
0: Okay, so <laughs> all right, let me let me recenter. Let me recenter the conversation. Here. What do you uh? What do you think is the what do you think is the agenda? Like We, we both use the term, the agenda. What do, you, what do you think it is? What do you think I know is?
1: what the agenda is. Okay. The agenda is as follows. I've been to 72 countries and I have seen a correlation between the wealth of a country and mm. how weak the men are. The richer the country, the weaker the men. So I used to think, oh, rich countries make weak men. Mm. But now I flipped it. I think weak men make rich countries. Okay. Here's why. Previously, countries got rich by rocking up, conquering, and doing old school G business. Yeah, we're taking mm-hmm. this, we're taking that, like the British Empire. That's how you used to get rich. Nowadays, countries operate completely differently. And what countries want is little stable family unit tax slaves, little worker ants in little boxes paying their taxes on time. That okay. is how you have a rich country. If you look at a country like Romania, it's poor. Now, when you go there... I, I, I promise you, friend, I know about 20 dudes in Lambos. It's full of money, but mm. no one pays tax. No one follows the rules. No one follows the law. Everyone's an outlaw. Everyone's mafia. So it's mm. hard for the country to be rich. Okay. Whereas in England, everyone pays their tax and everything on time. So how do you ensure that you have little family units that taxes are paid on time? You do that with effeminate men. Mm. I'm telling you, man, the, the natural nature of men, and I say this, and some men disagree with me, but if you go back to the actual natural, biological, evolutionary nature of men, We are all designed to run around and sleep with as many hot chicks as we can. If you look at history, every king, every sultan, he had so many wives. He didn't care. He had kids here, kids there. This this was the nature of an alpha male for the longest period of human time. The problem with this is if you're an alpha male and you're doing this in modern society, you're having kids all over the place. You might have four baby mamas, six kids. You ain't raising them. You ain't paying for them all. Mm -hmm. The government has to pay for them. You know, the government, has, you're not there making sure that they're going to school. Da, da, da. Whereas if you're an effeminate man, you're the kind of guy who will go work a job he hates to sit in a sexless marriage and raise kids who don't respect him and pay your tax on time and sit there basically suicidal because the government doesn't care about the mental health of men. They want suicidal worker drones doing jobs they can't stand, raising little brat kids, sitting with a wife who's put on too many pounds and ain't even hot anymore, but is too afraid to leave. Because if he leaves, he's going to get hit with divorce. The divorce laws are against him. They're going to take his kids away. They're going to screw his life up. So that's how you keep a country rich, by making a l- bunch of little soy boy. Okay, the wife wants me to go to Ikea. It's my only day off in two weeks, but I better go to Ikea and pick a new bath rug. I really care about the bath rug. I'm not allowed to go out with my friends, but I'm going to go Ikea with you, dear. I haven't had a blowjob in a year. No. Garbage. Real Gs. We're not good for the economy. We're, all over. We're making money. We're making it behind the government's back. We're putting it in our pockets. We got a chick there, a chick there. Kids here, kids there. The the wife calls us up and goes, I need money for the kids. She's like, well, you better get it from the government because last time I came around, you didn't look sexy enough, so I ain't giving you a penny. Like, that's how the G's roll. They don't want us out here. We're no good for the overall system. We're not good for the machine, bro. So they're trying to, they're trying to, to take us down. I'm telling you. It's the reality. I'm telling you. So they need little worker ant, little losers to control. You can't control me. And that's why they don't want more. I think, I think, I think we've gathered that one. We have I'm, gathered that one. I'm no, good to <laughs> I'm no good to any government at all. Like this guy, we sent him X amount of letters. He still won't pay his tax. What is wrong with him? Like, I ain't giving you a lick. I'll just move. Why? you giving nobody nothing
0: my money oh man oh man so so it is okay wow
1: that's my that's what the agenda is
0: that's the agenda okay slightly different theory you know i'd never thought of it from uh i'd never thought of it directly along those lines because i i think that there seems to be an attack because you mentioned the the family units and i i think that there seems to be a little bit of an attack on the family unit as well this is, what I, this is what I'm seeing. I, I, I think like the, there's an attack on the traditional family well, that's unit. That's
1: where it starts. Mm. Because what, what is a country? A country is the people. So mm. you know, like a family is, a, okay, I know this is a stupid thing to say, a family is a country. Basically, you have to break up and distort the, the basic relationships between people on a micro level but if you can do it on a macro level. Mm. So they want to distort the basic relationships between males and females.
0: Oh, I the agree most, with that.
1: The most basic biology. Mm. Big strong man likes lots of chicks. Normal, but no, that scene is bad, misogynist, you're an evil person. If I come on here and tell you that I'm a big strong man and I sleep with different women every week. How dare you? I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna be looked at like I'm evil. The only reason you exist, my friend, the only reason I exist, the only reason anyone who's listening to this even exists is because at some point in history a man had sex with a woman. Heterosexuality is the only reason that the earth is even populated. Now, if I was to come on as a gay guy and say I have sex with men all the time, that's progressive. That's great. But if I'm a man who wants to have heterosexual sex, that's looked at as bad, and I'm evil somehow. It's mm. it's it's the creation of life. It's the most basic human instinct. It's in, it's absolutely insane. And they're like, oh, you you must be, you have sex with different women, you must be a rapist. No, they just like me, because I'm charming. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage, man. It's, it's, they, they start with the basic interactions between men and women. Screw the family up, and then you screw communities up, and then you screw yeah. countries up.
0: I've never thought of it so much from a, uh an economic wealth perspective my my theory someone can call it a conspiracy theory if you want I think it's more about um one control and two it seems like depopulation I literally just found out today that the birth rate in every single European country I believe is is negative like every I knew I knew it was for some of them I didn't realize every single country was negative
1: I was like Whoa, that's kind of nuts. Well, we're being right. replaced, and we're being right. replaced. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, we're being replaced. We're being replaced by people who who don't have the same issues we have. They don't have the same socio issues we have. If you're mm-hmm. if you're a big G in the Congo and you got a nice car and a big house, I guarantee you got more than one chick, and I guarantee you got a bunch of kids. Like these people are 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 sticking to the traditional values of of how men and women interact, and that's why their populations are exploding. And we're mm-hmm. doing the absolute opposite, and our populations are shrinking. And yeah. that's why we, that's why we will be replaced. This isn't even about color or race. I mean, no, no, no. You're a black dude. I'm, I'm mixed race. Yeah. yeah. My, 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 I'm mixed race. My dad's black, but it's it's cultural. Absolutely. I don't care what color you are, but yeah. if your culture is completely different and your culture is coming to conquer mine, well, then I kind of feel a bit like, you know, upset about it. But what can we do if, if we're not even breeding properly? Like everything's falling apart.
0: It's interesting with me because I mean, I don't know if, if you know, like my background. I mean, I was born in England, yeah. but I actually grew up in Saudi Arabia. Wow. and my family is originally from nigeria wow. so i've i've grown up with these three quite very different cultures yeah and it's always interesting to me because you'll you'll be in the uk and Brit- you know britain there's you know these certain ideas and values and people doing things a certain way and then the results of that and then you know saudi arabia like almost the polar opposite yeah. but they they've got their own system they've got their own way of doing things people can have their own personal opinions on what they think is right and wrong but they've got their own way of doing things, and then you know Nigeria is somewhere in the middle between those two, and you know they've got they've got their own way of doing things, and it it's just it's fascinating to me, and it's also the speed, it's also the speed at which it changes, because you know we're we're both we're both young guys, I think we're both around the same age, but it's kind of like even in our lifetimes, even in the last ten years in particular, yeah. it seems like a lot of this stuff has just gone like okay like just we're just gonna nosedive we're just gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna accelerate down this this path and I'm kind of like whoa like why why is this going on I mean I was in university 10 years ago and a lot of the stuff a lot of the narratives a lot of the stories even a lot of the words and terminology that people use it didn't exist exist. yeah no it didn't exist like 2008 these terms didn't exist you'd never hear the word the term toxic mas- right. toxic masculinity or you know uh this manspl- is lot, but this- and i'm kind of like wait what's all this madness this, man that i'm kind of like wait like what's this is just women getting out of check bro what's going on here
1: this is just women this is just i think a lot of guys in the red pill in the dating sphere have heard the idea of a of a test when your woman gets mad at you or gives you some crap for no reason just to yeah. test you so the entire, just, the
0: entire frame has been broken.
1: Yeah, this is just this is just a, a huge female test <laughs> on the male's population. They're just waiting for dudes like me to stand up and say, Shut up. <laughs> but there's not enough guys doing it. I'm the only guy left. That's why I'm out here with so many girlfriends because they love it. They get, <laughs> they get all turned on. Because they finally met a dude who doesn't put up with their crap. You know, but every other guy out here is just putting up with crap. It's crazy. And this translates to everything, bro. Like everything is interconnected. You can translate this also. The thing that upsets me, not upsets me, I will say upset, nothing really upsets me, but you can, you can translate this, this bait of behavior. Instagram is the perfect example. Oh gosh. I love going on Instagram and seeing a girl with like 3 million followers. Oh, good grief. She puts up a picture and every dude's like, you're the most beautiful girl. Kiss, like, like, like the chance of having sex with her is zero. Negative. So why are you on there even giving her a validation? Like for me, here's how my, here's how my life works. I give something you give something it has to be a fair exchange if you want to come into my life and give me nothing you're not gonna be in my life very long so mm-hmm. if you want my attention on your instagram page i want dinner you better cook something you mm-hmm. better fly your ass on your private jet you got without working <laughs> come and make big daddy tea a sandwich or i'm gonna like a single damn thing on your page but all these dudes are just thirsty and these women walk around saying whatever they want and no one puts them in check, man. No. I no. went on a date with a girl like I, I'm the, I don't want to brag or nothing, but I date bad. The girls I'm with are bad. All of yeah. them are bad. So like I've been on dates with these girls with two or three million followers. Most men don't get to date unless you're famous, whatever, whatever. But I've been on dates with these girls and they'll sit there and they'll start talking some rubbish. <laughs> and, I'll be, and I'll be like, sorry, you know, the only reason no one's checked you yet is because you're hot. What do you mean? I was like, that, that's not true. That's not true on any level. <laughs> well, Because, because you've got big titties, people want to listen to you and go, oh, maybe, yeah, it's an interesting point of view. Never thought of it that way. I'm telling you now, you are wrong. Because no one puts them in check, man. Everyone's afraid. They're so thirsty and desperate. No one's going to like say, wait, stop right there. Communism's not a good idea. It's not a good <laughs> <laughs> idea. Talking some rubbish about socialism, help the poor. You idiot. That's how it is, man. So just not enough dudes out here just laying the law down. That's why all this stuff's got out of control. So all these women and their feminism and their toxic masculinity and all this stuff, they're just waiting for a man to come along and, and just, just give it to him right.
0: So you're a pessimist. So, so do you think the, the Western world is, you think, you think it's a wrap? Where do you see it in 50 years? Maybe even 50, 30.
1: In, in 50 years, England will be a Muslim country. Oh, wow. I believe that completely. In fact, I believe England's a Muslim country already. And I'm not even saying that before I get banned or anything. I'm not saying that in a negative way, Twitter, I'm not saying that being a Muslim country is any better or worse than being a Christian country. What I'm saying is any idea or any group you cannot criticize, they are the people who are in control. Mm. I can walk down the street with a sign saying, Jesus is gay and everyone will ignore me. If Mm. I did the same thing with a sign saying the other dude was gay, I'd either be stabbed or arrested. Yeah. So, People have
0: tested that, by the way.
1: Yeah, Lauren people Southern did. Have, yeah, people have
0: tested that, yeah. And so, you know, she's, she can't come into the country now, right?
1: Yeah, and she's banned from the country. So I'm saying these are the people who you can't even criticize. And, and, and you're going to pretend they're not in charge? The game's over, bro. It's The game is is gone. It is done. I was saying this to Candace. I was like, listen, I, you're doing a great job. I love your videos. But it is finished. <laughs> it's finished here. There's And, and this is one of the, the – like, I'm an atheist. And I'm an okay. absolute atheist, but I prefer to live in countries with strong Christian tradition, because at least if you have your own religion and you're, you're strongly, you know, let's say Romania, which is Orthodox Christian, yeah, yeah. They, re- they resist being conquered by another religion purely on mm-hmm. the religious grounds. It's a no, bulwark. You, yeah. No, you cannot build a mosque because this is an Orthodox Christian country. And we build churches. Yeah. But in atheist countries, we don't care. Mm. So now there's more mosques than churches. The number one boy's name in London each year is Muhammad. You mm-hmm. can't criticize them. The game's over. And I'm not even saying that in any kind of negative way whatsoever. A lot of my friends are Muslim, and they always la- they always send me messages. Ha ha ha! You're conquered. <laughs> <laughs> They're messaging me like, ha ha ha! It's ours now. And I'm oh, just gosh. like, I'm like, you know what? You're right. It is. It's, it's over. I mean, I don't see how anyone can think any different. Yeah. Germany is the same, man.
0: And it's interesting with me again. Like I said, I mean, I, I lived in Saudi Arabia for 19 years, so I often. <laughs> I sometimes, again, this is like a like a half joke, but really, there's a lot of truth in a lot of jokes. I I sometimes joke that um the tolerance of the Western world could be its own downfall. Oh, absolutely, it's its downfall. Yeah, so not saying like tolerance is a is a bad thing, but l- having lived in somewhere like Saudi Arabia and seeing how they protect their own, seeing how they protect their own values from any sort of
1: outside outside forces this is or influence tolerance tolerance Sorry. is a bad thing if it's not mm. reciprocated so like if even let's look at it in a relationship if, if the woman is tolerant of what the man does but the man is completely intolerant of what she does that's an abusive relationship true sure. or false so yeah. why is the west completely and utterly tolerant of everything when the people we're being tolerant of are zero percent tolerant to our ideals mm. it makes no sense it makes no sense on any level and like i said earlier with the thirst trap give me something i want something back this is the this is the the world's gone so skewed you can basically live your life on a very effective level with a few super simple rules and one of them is like reciprocation yeah. i give i get cause and effect but like these are something like the old yin and yang the oldest the oldest stuff yeah. and it's like and that's all skewed up and i don't see why well, I do see why, because we're trained to hate ourselves. But people in Western nations, although I'm mixed race, I'm half black, half white. I know I look white. I, all my black family make fun of me and say, I'm, yeah. you're white passing. You're white I, passing.
0: I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't look at you and, and think, you, think you look white. I think you look mixed race, but Thanks, I don't man. know. Maybe because maybe I'm black, I can see it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the reciprocation is all messed up. So I, I, it's, it's just absolutely crazy and irritable, And I don't understand why people in the West think it's important for some reason in the name of tolerance and diversity. To hand over their power structures to people of a different culture, like I saw white people dancing in the street when Sadiq Khan was elected mayor, and I, I said to him, "I said, why are you happy? Oh, tolerance. When is there going to be a white Christian mayor of was it Riyadh, Saudi Arabia? Rydia? Riyadh, Riyadh, Riyadh. Sorry. When is there going to be a white Christian mayor of Riyadh? Never, ever, <laughs> ever. So why are we sitting here celebrating that there's a Muslim mayor of London? I don't understand why it's important." It's, 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 if it's not important, it shouldn't be a pro or a, a con. I'm just saying, why are people so desperate to give their power away to just foreign cultures and foreign ideas, and they seem to think that this is not going to result in the destruction of their original culture? Show me, a, show me a civilization from history that handed power over, that didn't get destroyed, ever. It's just, it's just madness. These people are insane. And the more I talk to these people, the more I just realize that all liberalism is, is, is a combination of two things. It's self-hate because if you're on Twitter saying all straight white men are idiots and you're a straight white dude,
0: yeah. saying, <laughs> I was, I was going to say, and, mo- and most likely you're one of them. Yeah. So the
1: one is, is self-hate and two is cowardice mm. because when you, have an a, when you have a problem, you have two choices. You either engage the problem or you ignore the problem. Now, the West has a huge problem at the moment. It's a huge problem with basically about the fact that it's been culturally decimated and you have people who are strong enough to admit the problem and stand up against it.
0: Who are but, they're against gonna, it. but they're, they're going to get dragged by every media, every mob, it got what called every kind of ism, every, every. kind yeah. of obia. Yeah. Every. You can't say anything.
1: And then you have the cowards who pretend there's no problem at all. And mm-hmm. when you're really a coward, how do you prove to the world there's not a problem? Well, you encourage it. Mm-hmm. So if you're a liberal and I come along and say, this is a problem, you go, no, it's not. I think we should do more of it. It's just cowardice. It's just little weak people. Who hate themselves, hiding, putting their head in the sand? It's like when you—I don't know if you've seen the movie Three Hundred. You know, got the horrible hunchback thing. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, like, if I'm friends with the enemy, they might not kill me. They're, they're <laughs> just, that's what it is. They're just hoping, we, hopefully, they won't kill me. It's, just, it's insanity, and and liberal insanity is literal insanity. I say this all the time. And when those two girls in Morocco had their heads chopped off,
0: oh jeez, man, it's like, what, oh, man.
1: what, like, but but it's like, what planet are you? <sighs> like, I'm a full-grown dude, and I'm a combative mm. individual. And I ain't going walking around Morocco in the mountains on my own.
0: Because even I know. Camping.
1: Yeah, like, come on, man.
0: No, it's-
1: the devil it can get in your brain. It can warp your whole worldview. If you're going to sit there and believe that the negative stereotypes of certain countries is purely the result of some kind of racist agenda instead of actual results. Stereotypes come from somewhere at some point. No, the only reason we think women shouldn't walk alone through Morocco or Iraq it's because we're all racist. It's like what?
0: no. I mean, do you know do you know what's but you know what's been lost though, man. It's um it's it's nuance, right? People don't like nuance anymore. People like to make everything black and white, yep. good and evil, yep. right and wrong. Yep. And so it's like either you are 100% on board with this agenda, this belief system, it's and the 20 these 20 principles. Yep. If you dissent against one of them, You know, it's like you're you're now you're now cast away. You're now ostracized. You're now either you're with us or you're against us. So you've just got this weird this weird battle where you've got, you know, very normal, quite centrist people. Right. It's not even like a right and left thing politically, necessarily. It's like you've just got people who are like, just like, wait, hang on. okay, what about this? What about that? And it's like to even to even question, to even ask a question. People want to jump on you. People want to call you names. People want to drag you. and it's it's just uh, it's obvious to everybody that there's a growing there's a growing divide, right? There's growing polarization. Everyone can see that. You can see it in Europe. You can see it in the u k. You can see it in America. And you've got people who are looking at the symptom as the cause. So you've got people saying, oh, Trump is dividing America. Trump is dividing America. And it's like, no, Trump is a uh, Trump was a symptom. Yeah. It, it was all this was already all happening. yeah, and a lot of people were not even aware. It's yeah. like, no, this is already all going on. This whole culture war stuff is already going on. And people are like, okay, how can we, how can we put some brakes on this thing? Okay, this guy is saying some stuff that, like, before Trump had even won the Republican mm-hmm. nomination, I follow a very broad range of people mm-hmm. online and in real life, right? I, I talk to people of different opinions, different viewpoints. So, you know, I was following certain people who were big Trump supporters and were not 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 stupid people, you know, intelligent people. Clear thinking people, and I was like, okay, what are their, what are their reasons? What's their logic for, mm-hmm. for the support and whatever? And I'm like, okay, I get this, I, it makes sense. I'm given the, given the current cultural climate, the economic climate, whatever. It's like, okay, this makes sense. And I remember having conversations with people in the UK wh- who were laughing at the fact that he was even running. And I was like, I, I think you are grossly, grossly underestimating how many people will vote. And I was like, yeah, but look at the polls. No, I'm like, yeah, but the people who are going to vote for him aren't going to poll. saying that they will for various reasons right because you've already got this whole culture of mobbing and shaming and all that and then uh, lo and behold i mean i'm just i'm just mad i didn't put money on it because lo and behold you know he he actually won and i was like and people were freaking out and i was kind of like yeah you know like i you know i wasn't why
1: though man like no it's
0: it's it's overblown it's overblown when,
1: when trump comes to london and there's protests and then the leader of Saudi Arabia comes to London. There's no protests. And they, and they protest and say Trump's sexist. I mean, okay, I just said I was sexist. You want to talk about sexism? Like, <laughs> like you know, like these people <laughs> are literally so factually skewed. Mm. Like, I like to, I'd like to think that I'm zen enough and like introspective enough. And, and I can sit and go through like, well, everyone has their own biases and everyone has their own view. and that, No, you people are wrong. I'm sorry, like you're wrong. <laughs> Trump is less sexist than the leader of Saudi Arabia. Fact. You are you are protesting the
0: wrong dude. Wrong. It comes, it comes back to the fear thing, right?
1: It's just it's just it, yeah it comes
0: back to the fear thing, right? Because you, you can you can protest one and the narrative is gonna support you.
1: And you can't or, protest the other and the
0: narrative is not no, support. No, no, because it doesn't it doesn't fit the everything's gotta fit the uh, it's gotta fit the story. If yep. something doesn't fit the story it'll get ignored. It'll yeah. get, Oh no, Never mind. If something fits, if it fits the story, then we're going to run with it. We're going to blow it up. We're going to sensationalize it. And we're going to continue to polarize the population. We're going to continue to draw a wedge between every division we have, whether that's the genders, whether that's the races, whether that's political parties, Fake news, bro. it's yeah. You know, I, I just, I just don't like, um, I don't like division to be honest with you, man. I, I'm like, a. You know, I don't know if it's the, the 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 musician side of me. You know, I just want to bring people together. I want people to unite. But I'm kind of like, you know what? Like, so why? But unite under what? Yeah, people need to un- unite under a larger banner because if yeah. the larger if the larger banner is not there, people become tribal again.
1: Absolutely. And, and what and what do we have in the West to unite under? We're not yeah, even allowed well, to be patriotic. You can't even fly a flag. So what can we yeah. unite under in this country? Yeah,
0: you've actually got people in England now who have a problem with people flying an English flag yeah. in England. So and-
1: and I, go, <laughs> I go back to Romania, there's a flag on every lamppost. Yeah. There's a thousand flags per street. Like it's, it, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So what can you unite under? Like yeah. even in Romania, people say this. Oh, I, I was talking to a taxi driver about how low crime is. I said, mm-hmm. why is crime in Romania? Because Romanians in England commit loads of crime credit card scammer go yeah in england we commit crime because in england everyone commits crime no one cares about anyone but in romania romanians don't want to hurt other romanians mm, when's yeah, the last yeah. time you heard an english person say that oh i couldn't break into his house he's english too there's no we have nothing uniting us now they've mm. destroyed patriotism they've destroyed families they've destroyed everything and they're wondering why no one cares about anyone else nobody gives yeah. no yeah. one cares about anybody it's completely falling apart it's crazy man i mean i i have uh do a quick plug here go for but it but i have a on my website, takeshinkai.net, uh, which is on my Twitter, I sell some products. And one of the products I sell is a War Room. So we have a, I have a group of about 100-something dudes. And here's where we talk about all this stuff like completely uncensored. It's super interesting to hear everyone's point of views. So we've got guys in Russia, we've got guys in America, guys in Singapore, guys from here. And, and it's amazing when you can finally get a group of people together knowing it's completely uncensored and no one's worried about you know getting caught or banned or whatever, whatever. Everyone's basically understands how screwed up this is and how messed mm-hmm. up it is. And nearly everyone says the same thing. Western Europe is the first place that's going to fall. It's the most liberal, and it's just going to be destroyed. It's
0: yeah, going to yeah. be the first
1: one. I mean, at least America still has the, the hillbillies who will resist.
0: It's funny because, I mean, I'm a Christian, okay? And it's as time has gone on, as I've gotten, I mean, I grew up a Christian, but as I've gotten older, on a, on a larger scale basis, beyond the sort of individual benefits, shall we say, when it comes to the greater, wider society or a nation i've come of the belief that the the religion that binds people together traditionally or always did in the past again progressive agenda to sort of dissolve it or make it a bad thing or to make you know christianity seem like some terrible thing yeah. i think that that has again helped to sow the seeds of division and you know kind of create this just like let's just lie down and get
1: Absolutely. <laughs> let's, get let, let's, let's just lie down and, like, and like, i'm there, an you know, atheist and, i'm an atheist and even i want to see churches bro. yeah <laughs> like, even <laughs> i want to say like where's i thought this is a jesus country like bring jesus back you know like put him up on a poster somewhere like yeah. even i'm an atheist and even i see that i mean the west is really a mess and it's it's all down to a million different things man it's it's, it's all interconnected I talk about this all the time, but I, I like I said, I, I truly believe the fight's over. I'm a pessimist, absolutely, and that's why I ran away. So I'm just like, I'm out of here. See y'all. Yeah, Deal man. with the mess. Bye, going.
0: Okay, so let let's uh, let's switch it up very slightly. So, cool. if you've got a uh, you've got men in the you've got men who are in the West, say they've they've got roots here, they've got family here, they might have financial considerations that mean that they can't just bounce to another spot. But yep. the people who want to stay and fight from
1: within or maintain ground from within at least what do you uh what does it's difficult and it's it's difficult like my war room guys uh i'm telling them all i'm saying i, I give them all some advice i say you, you guys gotta get multiple passports you gotta get multiple bank accounts you gotta be prepared to bail if you if you need to bail you gotta stick by what you mean you gotta say you gotta try and speak up any chance you get but it's, it's hard man i even i can't i don't have the answer i have the answer for everything i'm a smart dude <laughs> And even I'm sitting there thinking, how can you genuinely make a real, genuine, positive effect? I don't, I don't think you can. Because this deplatforming is the most dangerous tool they have. They take oh, your voice away. You're nobody now. Yeah. I don't know if you know, like, there were some, some guys in England tried to start a yellow vest protest. Do you know this?
0: No, I don't know that.
1: Last week, there was a Facebook group with, like, 500,000 people in it for a yellow vest protest in the UK.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. The group,
1: the group was shut down. People who started it had their Facebook accounts locked out and their PayPal's were all locked within an hour of each other. Mass shutdown, no more mm. money, no more voice, no more Facebook's, no, it's gone. Government said, nuke them. Now, now what they're gonna do, what they're gonna do? Walk around with a piece of paper and try to recruit people? Like, they can just mass deploy, they can just deplatform you like this. Mm. I, it's happened to me. I've had Twitter, uh, pay, uh, all my payment processors on my website, I've had banks tell me they're not gonna do business with me anymore, I've had everything taken mm. away because of, my, because of my points of view, which aren't even extreme. Because when I go to other places in the world, Everyone says this. When I start the war room, everyone says, everyone thinks the same as me. I'm the only dude saying it. <laughs> That's the problem. So they're coming for me.
0: Let's go through some of those. Cause um, what happened, what happened on on Twitter? Yeah, tell this, tell this story. You said you've had what, five accounts. What did you say? And what was the re- supposed reason?
1: I uh, see this is the thing. They don't give me a reason. I think it's just my general tone, mm. my general at- attitude. I had this thing when I was verified, all these liberals kept coming for me. And what I do is every time a female would come for me, instead of arguing her point, I just rate her out of 10. I just retweet her and say, I understand you're upset, but you're a four. So who cares what fours think? Like literally just be straight to the numbers with each one. So that kind of upset Twitter a bit at first. But when they eventually banned me, they didn't tell me which tweet they banned me for. It's just like you're just banned. I don't mm. know what I did. I don't think I broke any rules specifically. I wasn't like persons. I wasn't like going after anyone or being Islamophobic or racist or anything. I was just being myself. The kind of things yeah. I'm saying to you, just, you know, being a bit over. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They just banned me. I've, every time I've been banned, I've never been told why. I've never been told what tweet it was. They just mm. banned me. Just nuke me at random. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I, when, I, when I lose my Twitter, in many ways, I'm kind of happy because you can kind of forget the <laughs> Twitter world exists and be like, you know what? I don't need that garbage.
0: No, but you don't need always,
1: it. Something always drags me back and I end up back on there talking talking jive.
0: I think, I think Twitter gives you an advance warning. Yeah. I think, I think it's like an advance warning system on the wider society. So if something starts taking, if a certain idea or a certain agenda starts happening on Twitter, you kind of know it's going to hit the mainstream within sort of 12 to 24 months. So it's like an early warning system. You see this weird stuff going on there, and you're like, "Okay, this is gonna this is gonna start coming into the universities. It's gonna start coming into the schools. They're gonna creep it in on the TV." I'm homeschooling then...
1: my kid, bro. I'm oh gosh,
0: man. Uh, yeah, I'm like I, sending him
1: to school. Like I've I, I've literally come home after a night out, and my brother's got some chick naked in his bed, and I see her stumbling to the bathroom, hammered. And I'm like, "Who's that?" He goes, "I don't know, some school teacher." And I'm just like, bro, "Is this who's raising?" Is this the, the, who's raising our children? Is this who's going to stand up in class and sit there and go, yeah, Trump's Hitler, ah, when she's naked and done a bunch of coke at the weekend? Like, these people aren't these people are smart. When I was a kid, I used to think, when I was a kid, I was taught to respect my elders. So I thought, like, oh, teachers are smart and the police are smart. You, mm-hmm. And then you grow up and you realize that everyone's an idiot and no one right. has their life together. And it's like, I can send my kid to some teacher. The teacher doesn't know half the things I know. And mm-hmm. it still, certainly isn't going to instill in them the values I will instill, but I'm gonna just homeschool them. I'm to sit them down in front of Wikipedia, just Google something up, say, read this, come at me later and tell me some facts you're gonna beat down. So <laughs> it is. You gotta mess around with none of this teacher school rubbish. The whole education system is messed up anyway. Like university, for example, in the UK. I don't oh, know yeah. why people are wasting money on that because, oh, it cost me X amount of thousands and I go to two lectures a week like, well, couldn't you just go to like a lecture every day for like two months and be done? Like, why are you spreading this out over three years? Is it clearly just to just rinse you with loans? Like, it's just stupid. The whole thing is stupid. And, 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 and anything in a book is outdated anyway, because the world moves so fast. They're learning a bunch of nothing. Mm. You know, they got to get all their real experience in a job. When I used to work jobs, bro, I used to go to job interviews, because I used to want to get paid for uh, jobs that required a degree. And I never had a degree. And I always got the job. Always. They sit down and go, oh, so do you finish university? No, I didn't go to university. I want to make money. I know I can make money. I know I'm going to be the best. I ain't got time to waste. I don't have four years to waste. I'd rather work here for a year for free and prove to you I'm worthwhile hiring than go to some university and learn something which probably isn't directly applicable to the job. So I didn't waste my time going to university. And I guarantee you I'll be the number one candidate for this uh, position. And they just said, like, okay, this dude's so arrogant, he must know something. (laughs) (laughs) No one with this much talk hasn't got some kind of backup. Okay, well, we'll give you a try, Mr. Tate. Yeah, I thought so. You know, it's garbage.
0: Have you always been this outspoken, or was there a a sort of tipping point in your life where sudden suddenly became, you know what, I'm just gonna...
1: You know what it is? I've never been popular. Even when I was in school, I was always hated. Mm. I always have been the hated person but not in a bullied way. Cause no one picked on me. No, I was disliked. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Like Tate, don't be friends with him, but then also, <laughs> don't, don't tell him you don't want to be his friend. Cause he's, he's that guy, <laughs> you know? So it's, I was just like the lone, I had my brother, me and him are still like that. Yeah, so yeah. I had my brother, but I was, I was pretty much a lone wolf. And that's cause I always said what I thought yeah. because I don't know. I don't know why I did that. I, I don't have to see American in me. Americans do it a little bit more. I, d- I don't know why I always did that. I have always been this way. And um, yeah, it's, it's never made me any friends ever. I mean, I've got a bit of a following on Twitter now and people are refreshed by it. But in the real world, my small, my circle, everyone, everyone says I've got a small circle, but my circle, when I say small, it's like two people.
0: I think I saw a YouTube video on that. You said it's like your brother.
1: Yeah, it's my brother and one yeah. other guy sometimes. That yeah. is it. Everyone yeah. else, they know me and I know them. Mm. That's it. Like, it's not like they're not friends. We don't hang out. They don't know any of my details, like none of that, because I don't know, my circle's just been always been infinitely small. So I've never been a popular dude and it doesn't bother me. I've never wanted to really be liked. I don't really care all that much.
0: Yeah. This sounds, this sounds like a cheesy question, but like what makes you, what makes you happy? What makes you feel fulfilled? But that could be two questions. That could be one.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. And to be honest with you for, I think one of my biggest strengths in life is that I'm never completely hundred percent happy. Mm. I'm always the guy who's chasing more. I'm never content. I'm always like, okay, yeah, what, three world titles? I want another one. Yeah, like, Or like, oh, I've got a Lambo. Well, I want an Aston. I've got an Aston and a Lambo. Well, I want a Bentley. Well, I've got a Aston and a Lambo and a Bentley. Well, I want a Range Rover. Like, and I'm, now I've got them all. So I yeah. am that dude. So, uh, and a lot of like, me and my brother is probably one of the biggest ways we're different. He's not that guy. Mm-hmm. Tristan is much more content and laid back than me. I'm that guy who's always like, give me more, give me more, give me more. I've always, yeah. I've always been that way. Even when I was a kid, I was always that way. And I don't know. There's, I've had some events in my life, some small events, which just ingrained in me. I think it's a combination of things. I think one is that being a fighter, you, you sense your own mortality more more than than other sports. Like as, if you're a normal guy living a normal life, you don't feel any different at 22 as you did to 30. Sure. As, as a fighter, you feel it. You're like, wow, I'm getting old. Like I'm only 30, I'm 32 now, and you're like, I, I can't do what I did at 23. Yeah. I am getting old, and then you start to think, okay, well. In ten more years, I'm 43. Mm. Like you know, like and, and you start to realize that it's not about how long you live. For me personally, it's about how long you're young for. You know, those are your best years. These are prime years. Yeah. So I'm I'm the guy who's like, I want it all. I want I want a helicopter and a boat and all these cars and loads of chicks. I want to go everywhere. I want I want this. I want that. I want that. And I've got some stuff, but there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't have. So I'm I don't know if I'm ever fulfilled. That doesn't mean I'm miserable. I'm certainly mm. not happy. I'm a happy person. Sure. Because I, I don't believe in I don't believe in unhappy mm. I think unhappy is situational and if you're okay. going to change your situation then you're gonna change how you feel about it I also believe that you can control your mind if you really try okay so I don't believe depression's real which upsets everyone that's a massive trigger that's I, massive
0: trigger. I, I, I saw this online I saw I saw you got in uh some I don't I don't even want to say hot, hot water I want to I saw because I don't think you're someone who can get in hot water unless you kind of ah, want to be in it. It's I like, like it. a jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I, I saw because before we before we jumped on the call, you know, yesterday I was like, ah, because you know, you reached out to me, like, yo, let's do this podcast. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, like let's uh, let me you know Google yeah. Google and see what's and of course you know you get oh they were they were basically trying to make it out like you're the worst person in the world because you said like that, th- not real. yeah. And so. Share your thoughts on that. Go for it. Well,
1: there's two reasons. Firstly, I'll tell you why they so fervently defend it. They defend depression because depression is a cure-all for absolving responsibility. It's a general blanket term you can use and use as an excuse for anything. Why are you fat? I'm depressed. Why don't you work hard? I'm depressed. Why don't you do, why don't you take care of your kids? Why aren't you responsible? I'm depressed. Mm. I'm depressed. Boo-hoo. It's a general blanket excuse. And in the Western world, everyone's number one goal is to absolve responsibility. Even being deeply into politics is doing the same thing, absolving responsibility. Of course, you're saying someone someone else. Someone else needs to fix this. Someone else, my life, someone else, someone else. So this is what everyone's out to do. So everyone's looking to absolve responsibility and depression is a cure-all. This is why people so fervently defend it. Now, the reason it's not real is because I understand what feeling depressed is. I'm not saying people don't feel depressed. I'm saying depression as a disease, as it's currently taught, isn't mm-hmm. real. You feel depressed in situations which are depressing. That is a natural human evolutionary biological mechanism. If I went to a prison cell in solitary confinement for the next 20 years, I'd be depressed. Mm-hmm. So, depression is real based on your situation. Depression is not a disease you catch from the sky and it alters your brain chemicals. There's nothing you can do about it. If you're feeling depressed, you need to look at your life, realize what's depressing you, and change it. So
0: to, to offer the obvious pushback on that, what would you say about or to people who in terms of, you know, what people could constitute as success yep. or what should make a person happy and fulfilled people who have ticked all those boxes, yep. but are still diagnosed or feel like they suffer with depression. You, what do you I'll think? Tell
1: you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason for that as well. In fact, I'll get onto that. Okay. But if you're, fat, if you're depressed and you're fat and you're lonely and you have no money, and you sit there and say, I'm depressed, I don't like my life, I'm depressed. It, and you start taking pills, but you mm-hmm. stay fat, lonely with no money. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you'll feel a little bit better by altering your brain chemistry, but surely it'd be better just to not take the pills and stop being fat, find a girlfriend, and go to try and start a side hustle and make some money. I mean, surely that would probably fix your overall mental health better in the whole. And that just proves that depression is a situation, it's situational. So what about the people who are in the dream situation? Yeah. So two things, one, We don't know the absolute inter, we don't know their lives inside out. So there could be things they're still very unhappy with, True. which we don't know. People are accustomed to take things for granted. I mean, you look at Robin Williams, you've been famous for 30 years, it doesn't matter anymore. It's not cool, you've been rich for 30 years, it doesn't matter anymore. So Mm -hmm. they, they lose grasp of what they have and they might be focused on something else. But the main reason these people do this stuff is not because when I, see this is the thing, when I said depression was real, I kept getting called dangerous. Take, you're dangerous, you're stigmatizing, you're dangerous, you're gonna make people kill themselves. I say, no, absolutely I'm not. The what's gonna make people kill themselves is encouraging a weak mindset. What I'm telling to people is you need to strengthen your mind and push forward. What you're telling people to do is cry and collapse and give in. That's not gonna help anyone. The reason a famous person kills himself is because they decide they're depressed after a drug binge. They go to a psychiatrist who gives them a whole bunch of pills which start altering their brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. antidepressants have never been tested over a 20 year period, ever. So none of us know how they work on a long-term. You start altering your brain chemistry permanently. You start going to a therapist and for three hours a day, talking about everything bad that's ever happened to you ever. And everyone around you is telling you how okay it is to be depressed, how okay it is to be sad, and to have no mental resilience and to give in absolutely. After 10 years of that, I jump off a building. If Robin yeah. Williams would have walked into that therapist's office and the therapist said, bro, you're famous go get an 18-year-old girlfriend, grow up and get the hell out of my office. You're acting like a child. I guarantee he'd still be alive today. Instead, the therapist thought, ooh, paycheck. Okay, here's some pills, Mr. Williams. Now sit here, tell me everything bad that's ever happened ever, and tell me why you feel crap. Let's do this every day for the next 10 years, and let's see how you feel at the end of it. It's garbage. It's garbage. Encouraging it is what's making people depressed. The reason depression rates are going up People keep saying that it's stigmatized. That uh, it, There's no stigma against depression. Every celebrity is coming out with depression and everyone's pretending to support them and it's making the whole thing worse. After World War II, when everyone lost their families and everyone's homes were in rubble, who was too depressed to go to work? Nobody. It's manufactured garbage. People have been through far worse, but people have become so soft and then we're encouraging this kind of behavior like it's somehow going to fix everything. The only thing, my friend, I'm telling you now, The only thing we have control over on this planet is our own state of mind. You can't even control your own health. You can go to the gym every day and still have a a brain hemorrhage and die at at random. You can have a heart attack like Bruce Lee. You don't know. You can't control the weather. You can't control anyone else. You can't control the planet. You can't control nothing. One of the only few things on this planet you can genuinely control is how you feel in your mind. If you feel depressed, the only person who's going to fix it is you. You need to be sitting there waking up going, you know what? I have to conquer this. I'm not going to give in. It's down to me. And I'm going to control my own brain. You need to close your eyes, breathe in and out for an hour and slowly generate some happiness from somewhere and resist, Mm. resist it. And this is the thing. When I say depression isn't real, everyone starts blowing up my inbox, defending depression. I say to them, you're, you're, they come, depression is real and it destroys your life. And it's so real. So real. I was like, bro. If you're depressed and it's ruining your life, and I'm telling you I know how to not be depressed, why are you sticking up for your captor? Why are you defending your bully? It's like Stockholm syndrome. It's like the same for
0: for the same reason certain people um, get angry if you tell them, say, if you're a if you're a black person or a minority person or a gay person or whatever, and you tell certain people that you are not oppressed.
1: Yeah, they can't stand it.
0: They, They get mad at you.
1: Yep. They Absolutely. get
0: mad at me. I've I've had people try to convince me that, that I'm oppressed. oppressed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm like no, I'm like no. I'm I'm a very privileged individual.
1: Yeah,
0: in multiple ways, yeah. multiple ways. Okay, so no, like you can't just look at me and go black guy oppressed. And then yeah. I've had I've had people that, like I've gotten in arguments with people. I'm there telling telling you they're like no, you are what is this it's conversation insane you because know, they it's have so, to
1: defend their excuse mechanism
0: yeah so that what you what you said there did strike me as something similar it's this um uh, how would i put it like the, the the whole idea of personal responsibility i think comes down to personal responsibility okay there is a there's an attack <laughs> there's an attack on the attack idea on of people or society or individuals having some personal responsibility if you look yeah. at what it is, if you look at what it is that people get mad at it's often things that have to do with personal responsibility. So if you yep. if you jump on Twitter and you say that um, drinking too much alcohol is bad and watching porn is bad, right? Yep. You'll get certain people jumping in there saying, oh, well, what about this? And it's like, is personal responsibility. If you say everyone should go to the gym, everyone should lift weights, yep. everyone should be in shape, there's no excuse not to, yep. right? You'll get someone, oh, well, what about, this? and it's like, look, you know, it's like, okay, everyone has their situations. But at the end of the day, as you were alluding to, I can only control me. You can only control you. Each person, you know, whatever situation you're in, right? It might not be your fault. You might not be the one to blame. You yeah. might not, but ultimately, you're the only one who can react to whatever you're experiencing. Yeah. And you're the one who can ultimately control your life, right? Where I end up in five years, that's not in someone else's hands. Even if it were, it's still my life. So I Absolutely. need to take that responsibility. Absolutely. I need to take that accountability. And to me, that seems pretty. That seems pretty basic. The thing is, to me as well, is okay. If even if people were, even if people were correct, and all these things were true, the oppression narrative was completely true. The depression narrative was complete. Even if all these things were completely true, that individual still is ultimately—it's their life, and they're responsible for their own life. Even, even still, despite despite all this you can say okay there you can say they're not to blame you can say there's other factors involved yeah. but still that person like they need to take it in their hands if you just roll over and go ah it's not it's not my it's fault not my it's fault. not my bad it's like well your life is going to suck
1: absolutely and this is why i say to the depressed people I say why are you sticking up for depression why are you i try to put it in simple terms i say look imagine you live in an old house and mm-hmm. something Okay, there's two old houses and there's two families moving to two separate houses. One family believe in ghosts, one don't believe in ghosts. Okay. In the middle of the night, there's a bump in the night because the house is old. Some wind comes, bumps something. The family who believe in ghosts now believe they're haunted okay. and they're going to they're gonna start, they're not going to be able to sleep and they're going to call an exorcist and they're going to panic and they're going to start hearing other things. There's a ghost, there's a ghost. The, people who don't, the person who doesn't believe in the ghost is going to say, oh, noise." okay, go back to sleep. So one per- the same situation, but the people who believe in the ailment Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are suffering. The people who don't believe aren't suffering. So when I say I don't believe in depression, I can't be depressed. I don't believe in it. I can't be haunted by a ghost. I don't believe in ghosts. Mm -hmm. So even if I were, even if terrible things were to happen to me and I were to be in a depressive state, Mm -hmm. I would not sit and go, I've caught depression. I can't help this. I'd sit and go, okay, time's a healer. You Mm -hmm. gotta be a man. Let's get on with things. Mm -hmm. So I would never be the guy who's collapsed to depression because I don't believe in it. So yes. I see you people sticking up for it. The first thing you need to do is stop believing in it. Yeah. Stop believing in the ghost that's destroying you. Stop. It's just, it's, man, these people don't want helping. Because no, you try I mean, to help them and they don't like it.
0: At the end of the day, it's useful to believe whether something is right or wrong, okay? Sometimes you could argue it's useful to believe what benefits you, okay? So even if, even if someone could scientifically prove that your whole theory on this was wrong, believing it benefits me insulate insulates you yep. fr- it protects you from this thing it protects you from the harm and ultimately it's a benefit to you yep so it's one of those things where i'm like well even if <laughs> even if someone is like no this guy's
1: yeah That me
0: okay no i no i think uh, there's like a neighbor banging uh-huh. okay yeah so we might need to uh might need to might need to, to bring it down yeah Okay, man. Anyway, it's uh we we've run for like just over an hour, so uh, I think we'll we'll have to wind it up anyway. Like in the future, man, it would be great to do an, another podcast in the future, but we'll we'll put this one out there. Yeah, man. Hi, right, bro. No worries, man. Thank you very much, Andrew Tate. Where can people find you?
1: Wicked. Uh, I am on Twitter at Tate Speech, T A T E S P E C H. That's a play of hate speech, as you probably have guessed. I am on Instagram at Cobra Tate, C R C O B R A T A T E. And I'm on YouTube also at Tate Speech. So try and follow one of them.
0: Nice one, bro. I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Thanks, brother. Have a good one, man. Peace. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.